G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Dale. And g'day, I'm Mike. And welcome to our Eurovision Weekly episode. This week is the last one of National Finals for 2022, Michael. No more getting up at that time in the morning on a Sunday morning. Um, as much as we do enjoy it, it can get a bit much and does limit your social life on a Saturday night as well. It, it really does. It has been 10 weeks in a row. I mean, maybe not the Sunday morning early after Australia decides. Oh, we God, were up no. early, but... Yeah. <laughs> we're just coming home. <laughs> so here, cheers to the National Final yes, season. Yes, all over so far. Good oh, stuff. We are glad on that one, but... You know what? We went out with a bang mic, didn't we? Because it was it was Melody Festival, wasn't it? It certainly was one of the big uh, highlight shows of the year. And we did have a winner there, Dale. This is Cornelia Jacobs and Hold Me Closer. You say it isn't me, but when did that ever help? go in one of the big favourites and ended up taking the crown. She won the international juries, Dale, including 12 points from the Australian jury, and uh, which left her, after the vote, 11 points clear of Liamu, but more importantly, 45 clear of Anders Barger. And then she came second in the tally vote, only 20 points behind Anders, leaving her well and truly the winner. What did we think of Cornelia's victory this morning? Oh, ecstatic. Um, really, really pleased. This was the right entry to go. Obviously, Anders had a lot of um, support in Sweden itself, and that was always the worry. It was a bit like, well, we don't want it just to be chosen because of his popularity. It did seem like Cornelia had the package. It had a really, she had a really good quality song. She had something that is going to work at Eurovision, and you could see why the juries went for it. And I was really pleased to see that her public uh, score was actually really quite high. Hmm. To be only 20 behind, it might sound like a lot, but against him, with his popularity... That was actually a victory in itself. Yeah, you could see the crowd reacting to him after he sang and everything, and it was just like, oh gosh, um, this is all down to really the international juries at this point, if it's not going to be unders. But um, look, uh, again, it's been our favourite, our favourite since it appeared in semi-final number one. I do love the song. It's going to be my favourite Swedish entry since Sanna Nilsson Undo, and they've had some good ones in there, including a winner. So uh, I think this is going to go pretty well for them. We've been calling for that. You know, slight edgy roughing up of Sweden. And finally, I think we're kind of getting it to a degree here with Cornelia. I think this is why I love it so much. And I'm just so happy it got through because it's everything great about Swedish songwriting. Mm -hmm. There's quality to it. The lyrics are amazing. It's heartfelt and there's a melancholy about it. And that's where I think Scandies do so well um, Mm -hmm. at it. And she's just got the right level of polish with grit which Mm -hmm. is what you need for Eurovision Um, right on the right track this is going to get their mojo back for Sweden and something people can get behind yeah definitely have to say too every performance we've seen of her nailed it so I've got no problem with uh, or any worry about the live performance coming up in Turin hopefully and I do believe they will change staging you know, they will need to elevate that stage because yeah. it's basic, but it's good in a way because it's all about her, but you still need to make it a little bit more Eurovision. Yeah, that odd 
big circle yeah, things. That screen. That oh no, I kind don't of like is it. a little no. odd. Mm, but you know, green. No. I can imagine some tweaks. Maybe not a complete revolution on their staging exactly. on this one. Well, let's go through some of the others quickly here. Second place did go to Andersberger. Um, he came equal seventh in the international juries. That was the Achilles heel for him. What did we think of his result? Well, I think the international juries did their job. Um, this <laughs> song was smaltzy. It really, really didn't work for me whatsoever. Didn't make my ten. Um, I think he's a really talented singer. I couldn't stand the song, to be honest. Really? Um, I would have respected the Swedish decision, but I felt the song was just, no, nah, it was not for me whatsoever. So thank God that didn't go. Yeah, I didn't mind the song, but you're right. A little bit schmaltzy. He did a really good vocal on the night. I felt he was a lot more relaxed than he was in his heat. So I wasn't surprised about his televote. Quickly, some of the others here. Third went to the boys from Medina, closed the show. Third in the juries, equal third in the televote. So a pretty good result there for the boys. I'm so pleased with this because mm. we really loved it and was like, are we the only ones who love this? I thought, <laughs> yeah, like, you know, when people think, am I the sane person in the I world? Know, yeah, but yeah. I really loved it and it was really a pleasant surprise to see it suit to do so well in the juries wasn't overly surprised at the telly but yeah juries were um, a, a nice nice surprise well done boys great third place uh, quickly rounding out the top five here Liamu came in in fourth can't say I'm surprised with this one it was a pretty good package yeah jury second place could totally see that but this the Swedish people went off this mm. this is what we've been saying they've smelt the wind they know it's the wrong direction to go in and they treated that like the Europeans treated Dance You Off back in 2018 mm-hmm. they don't want that and fifth was Tonis Achelius, which I think is a fantastic result for her. Have to say that made me very, very happy. Yeah, it was it was the like I just really wanted her to get a really good result. And fifth place is fantastic at Melfest. You know, to come mm. through from um, the second chance round that's not called Andre Hansen anymore. Yes. <laughs> to get that result is absolutely amazing. So well done to her and what a what a story. And but also more importantly, what a performance. Yeah. She did fantastic. Absolutely. Another one that grew with every time we saw the performance. Uh, we won't go down the rest of the list. Probably just a couple of things to mention here. 11th was Robert uh, Benson. He came last in the televote. Didn't particularly like that one, the Swedes. And 12th was Anna Bergendahl. She came last in the international juries. So a couple of former Eurovision artists there probably not having their best nights. What did you think of Melfest overall? I thought Oscar was a fantastic host for throughout the whole series. So what, are, what were your thoughts? Yeah, I think it wasn't like a, a Melfest for the ages. Mm-hmm. But I do agree. I think Oscar did a, a fantastic job. And he's a little dirty mode as you like to refer to it as <laughs> yes um but it, it also it, it's a change of direction from christy bjorkman a little bit there's a mm-hmm. few different styles thrown in there some successful not some not so much but i like that they're trying to just adjust it slightly without doing anything drastically different because this is a successful model oh, don't don't change it too much but hmm. tweak it absolutely and I, i've liked it yeah. all about evolution rather than revolution there with uh, melody festival and i think but hey can't complain we got the right winner in the end so happy well believe it or not there was another national final at the same time you wouldn't have known it this morning mm. but iceland song for Kepnan, it was back and we did have a winner and it was siga better and alin with medhi kandi sul Trio 
of Sisters with their country-infused um, song there beat the daughters of Reykjavik in the super final. Um, a few people disappointed with that one, mm. not myself. Um, <laughs> what did you think of this result? Look, um, I was probably a little bit surprised, to be honest. Um, probably not so surprised those two were in the super final, but just maybe surprised at the final result. Look, um, musically, I think it's a very nice song. Um, it really, It's got a real pleasant warmth to it type of thing um it's very easy listening um unfortunately not really my style of music um so look i can and to be honest i can't really see it with massive appeal come the contest um yeah so i don't dislike it and i know it will have its own fans but i can't really see this going to be successful in the competition unfortunately yeah, look, I think it's that kind of Scandi folk with her, that little bit of country element. I've, I've referred to it as sounding a bit like First Aid Kit, who were a Swedish country duo. Well, pop country. And there is that sound to it. It's really interesting. It's in Icelandic. Mm. It's from the perspective of an 18th to 19th century Icelandic woman. <laughs> This is, a lot, we'll discuss it more right now. So relatable, Dale. So, so relatable. relatable. But it just sounds really lovely. Now, people are talking about like Carousel from Latvia from a few years ago that didn't mm. really work. But I think there is still something you could work with. And I think there's at least some jury appeal. I think with the Daughters of Reykjavik, I don't think there was appeal enough on either side. But hey, do you know what? I'm happy with this result because I really enjoyed this. So look. I was surprised. Hmm. I thought the daughters of Reykjavik would get it. But um, well done. I think they did a good job. And I think it's a, a competent entry. Oh, it's, it's a it's, different type of style. Musically, it's quite nice. I've got no issue there. I'm really interested to see how it goes in the second half of its semi-final. It has got Croatia near it. Another kind of heavily guitar kind of ballad, but far, far more modern. And I think has a lot more appeal. So I don't know. I, I just, I fear for this one, Dale. I fear that it's not going to be able to leap out at people and get votes. Oh, well, look, we feared for everything in Song for Captain, really. So, yeah, exactly. But I think <laughs> the thing is, this is a numbers game. And I think there was the, and none of those songs had tally vote appeal to me. This one probably is the one that has the most jury appeal, mm-hmm. even if that is limited. Yeah, fair it's enough. not looking. It's not looking. We're not. Let's just say it ain't Reykjavik 2023. I think we know that for sure. Pretty much. And Dale, rounding out national final season for our live national finals, we went off to Portugal for Festival de Cansao, and we do have a winner from there. This is Amaro with Saudade, Saudade. So that so there in Portugal first with the juries receiving the maximum 12 points first with the tally vote again the maximum 12 finishing 10 points clear of second place so a very very clear victory here for Mauro are you surprised at all what do you think of this one not overly surprised maybe the margin I was I, I did think it to be close with a few other songs there this was doing well on Spotify and I must say when this is performed live it did actually capture me when I really didn't do much for me in the studio. I think they did a really lovely performance, sitting around doing some little clap things. Mm. It was it was kind of cool. I thought I was what I felt like I was there watching this live performance. So good job, but hey, she absolutely smashed it, and that was 
was the kind of more unexpected side of it. Yeah, it was a pretty ballad-heavy kind of uh, selection there, so they did have a few to choose from. Look, I, I agree. It was a very nice live performance. I really did enjoy it. I liked the backing singers. However, it did feel like a little bit of a panel discussion or something was about to happen. Um, it's very Portuguese, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what a shock. But there is a mix of English lyrics in there, so that gives it a little bit of accessibility to the uh, to the international audience. But, I mean, ultimately... Portugal gonna Portugal. I don't think they really care too much. And and it has a delightful sonic appeal to it. I think it's really, really nice. Yeah, and I think um overall it was interesting. There was another song in the mix that was English language, the the song Why, which I thought had a really good chance actually, and a lot of people on the team, our team, really loved it. There was almost it, it kind of finished kind of midfield and maybe there was a bit of rejection about we did English last year even though we got a good result we don't want to go down that path mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that was a little part to play in it because mm. we've got something that is very Portuguese this I think there's a couple of English lyrics in this mm. but uh, it is just yeah it's it is nice. It was a good show. Uh, yeah. I always, enjoy, I really enjoyed Festival de Cancel this year. Yeah, I thought it was good too. Um, I th- just back onto Aurea, isn't she like a, a voice judge at uh, the Voice Portugal? She at least has been all years. Oh, okay. Yeah, and one they of dog, the two. and they dogged her pretty much. <laughs> it's pretty yeah. harsh. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, look, no, and uh, it was a very Portuguese show. It was one of those ones you get through the songs pretty quickly, and then the next two hours is. Portugueseness, but um, it, it was an enjoyable show and a nice way to finish off the national final season. I thought, yeah, very slow, and we just could kind of tune out very slowly in those last couple of hours and get the result and go done for the season. So, yeah, it was it was good. And how our one of our favourites, Ginger Ale, came second to the jury, and I think fourth overall so good result for one of our favorites never expected that to win there was a three-way tie for second place on the uh, on the night so and she was one of them so well done to diana castro all right well that's national final season done for 2022 let's move on to some really big news this week from one of a one of the closest countries to australia in terms of eurovision sphere it's the United Kingdom, Michael. Mm-hmm. We had a song announcement. It was the the worst kept secret in Eurovision recent history. It was Sam Ryder with Spaceman. much rumoured everyone knew this was coming but let's talk about Sam for a second here look he's a huge TikTok star Um, I know people can deride the TikTok thing and look he has 12 million followers does that translate to anything but at the same time he has been releasing music he has been touring and he was UK's TikTok artist of the year in 2020 something Ed Sheeran was going for and he took out the title but Mm. forgetting that Radio 1 got it out there He's delivered something pretty damn good here. I'm a little excited, as you can tell, and I'm already trying to slightly defend it. What do you think of this, Mike? Well, I'm just going to go back to the TikTok thing to start with. All right. Like, so we had Tap Music, the, you know, the wonder management company that were going to bring us the stars, and we got a guy off TikTok. That's a very simplistic way of putting it. <laughs> kind of it. is, but you would have noticed some of the other European medias like UK sends TikTok guy. So oh, hello, maybe Germany. there is a little bit of a stigma there. Oh, Germany said that after what they did in their national final. <laughs> well, maybe they Let's were. just see what the result is, hey? Look, apart from that, though, 
Look, I'm going to be honest, I haven't completely settled on this one as far as an opinion and how I feel about it as much as I've listened to it quite a few times. My first reaction here is everything is fine. It's fine. There's some good building blocks to an entry. Um, I do think his voice will really, really stand out and I can see some jury members liking the combination of vocal and song. So I think there's definitely some points here for the UK. I don't think we'll have a situation like we got last year. Um, Staging for me will be crucial on this though and how they get it across. We do know the BBC has got a less than outstanding record on staging. So, you know, I understand with the the UK, you kind of got to crawl before you can walk a little bit and maybe that's the stage we're in. I'm seeing a few people get very, very excited. Um... I would temper expectations a little, uh, but it's not, you know, it's not terrible or anything like that, but yeah, yeah, it's a stepping stone to where perhaps they need to be going. Well, let me tell you how wrong you are on this one. (laughs) So, I mean, look, it is sitting around fourth in the odds, which is way too high. Okay, I do totally agree with that. Now, the TikTok side of things is, I mean, let's look at this tap. They couldn't, you're not going to get a major artist to start with. You need someone who is on the rise. He's an experienced artist. He's been around for a while. He's just made it on TikTok during the pandemic. Use the channel to get experience and showcase that amazing voice because he's got a stunning voice. That He did a live version of it of on the one show. Wow, that was really impre- impressive. I actually thought he was lip syncing for the first like 45 seconds until I was like, no, wow, that's really live. The song is really good. It's not a Eurovision winning song, but it's a very British song. This sounds like what Britain should send from their music industry. This is definitely going to have jury appeal. The song itself lends its it lends its lends itself to great staging with like that spaceman LED use. It's going to be easy to stage. Oh. I really think it's going to be easy to stage, which is going to help. But your tap is really good. The visual thing. You know, you can only get, you're limited on the artists you can get, but they're very good visual. Um, they work really well visually. I think this is a great entry. This is a wonderful step. They're not going to win Eurovision, but they're going to get rewarded for their efforts here. And I think you're going to see the best British result in at least a decade. Okay. I mean, I like your positivity about it, and that may all come to fruition, Dale. I'm not saying it's not. It's a little mid-tempo of death for me, the song. Okay. Could easily fall into that. And, I mean, are TAP looking after the visuals or are BBC well, looking after the visuals? We don't know the, the details of this, right? Yeah, because, okay. I mean, we saw what, what they've done in the past. Look, it, I, there is some good elements in here. And, yes, if they get it all right and tick all the boxes, they could get a very, very good result from this. When was the last time they did that? That's all I'm saying. Okay, well, I think what this really shows is this has had really differing opinions, even from British fans themselves. Some are like, oh my God, this is amazing. We're on the right track. Some are like, it's the same old stuff. Heard it all before. They're going to ruin it. No, this is fantastic. And uh, look, I think it's showing that at least there's some strong opinions one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Normally, it's just like, this isn't great <laughs> or something. <laughs> I think this is something to get excited about. I'm excited for the UK. I think this is much better than the last few years. There's a lot to work with. And I think he's a great artist. And I think he's going to do a good job. I'm hopeful for the UK, Dale. Let's put it that we way. We do want them to do really we do. well. We do. But we also, you know, we're not going to blow smoke up anyone. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. So, oh, well, look, I think we're going to have a very interesting discussion when we do, uh, even more so when we do our special podcast episodes that we run through every one of the 40 countries coming up during 
uh, March and April. Yeah, definitely. And I'm also hoping he does a few of the preview parties so we can see him and his stagecraft and everything come alive as well. Mm. All right, some of the others that were <laughs> released this week, Dale. Let's head off to Greece. This was much, much anticipated. This is Amanda Giorgiadi Tenfjord with Die Together. is a 25-year-old Greek-Norwegian singer-songwriter. This was highly anticipated, as I did say, though. What do you think of Die Together? I think this is a really good quality pop song. This is really good. Um, I'm not... It's not setting my world on fire, but I really go, bam, you've done something, you delivered it, and if that was Australia's entry, I'd be happy with it because I know that's going to get some jury appeal. It's all going to be the question of like, what is this going to be like live? How are you going to stage something like this? We get a lot of songs that sound really good in this kind of, I would call this in a more mid-tempo area. Mm -hmm. And either it's going to be really stunning and amazing or can fall a little bit flat. But I'm hopeful. I think this is a good uh, a good solid entry, even if it's not personally really my cup of tea and I'm loving so far. And the Die Together thing is unfortunate it's obviously got nothing to do with anything but it's unfortunate timing yeah uh, the title of the song is quite like in your face isn't it I, I do think it's a very interesting song very interesting approach they've taken with a lot of the production etc um virtually no instrumentation for the first minute or so it's just basically her voice with some manipulation as yeah, well. yeah yeah some slight reverb and stuff mm. going on there um I have kind of taken issue to some of the production choices they've made, but overall I think it is a really, really good song and um, it certainly builds and builds throughout it and comes to that sort of crescendo at the end. Again, I'm interested to see how they're going to stage this um, because I think that could be the crucial step in how well it's going to do. Again, another one towards the top of the odds. Not really sure it should be there, but if you have a really spectacular staging on this one, maybe it lifts the whole thing. Yeah, I agree with everything everything you've said there. And also, this this is, to me, about that whole Greece thing where this could be from every, anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and, it sounds Scandinavian. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, she's Norwegian, right? Mm-hmm. So I think, I don't know, I've not really liked Greece going in this kind of general direction. They have been for a while, just on kind of, I don't know. N- not for me, but look, it's this could be very good. Mm. But it's just a big unknown uh, quantity at this moment. Yeah, would like to see her perform this live before I kind of cement a position on this one as well. Well, just next door to Cyprus now, and they also announced their song during the week, and it is Andromachi with Ella. Ella, Ella, Oh, 
apologies for dogging that pronunciation. <laughs> Kyriakos even sent me the pronunciation, but I gave <laughs> it a still shot. got it wrong. Yeah, I'm, it's pretty close. I'll give it. A, I, it's, at least I didn't say Andrew Mackey, so I gave it a go. Um, what do you think of this, Mike? This is a very different sound from Cyprus that we've you know, considering what we've heard the last few years. Yeah, it's nice to have that departure from the sort of Cypress bangers we've had for the last few years. Um, some really nice traditional elements in this song that I think they've mixed really nicely with modern production elements as well. So there's a really nice juxtaposition, which just works here. Um, the song is growing on me the more I hear it, to be honest. So I do worry about first impression type of thing. It can be probably a little subtle is the word I want to use. But um, overall, really enjoyable. I like the English elements in there as well. Gives it a bit more appeal. Yeah, I like this from Cyprus. I really, really like it. And I think uh, the more I listen to it, the more I'll enjoy it. Yeah, I think they've got, they they understand that they can't, do what they've been doing the last few years because they're getting diminishing returns on that. Mm-hmm. So you need to change direction. I think they've kept a little bit here. Like I like the fact, number one, love it's English and Greek. That's fantastic. I love in the production, you've got some sh- traditional instrumentation there, but you've got also a bit of a beat going on later in the song as well. Mm-hmm. It's still quite mid-tempo, but there's something a little bit to hang on with there. So I quite liked it on first impression compared to Greece, mm-hmm. for example, even though maybe Greece is more of a jury song For exa- um, with that. You know, you got people behind the song like Alex P uh, done Yasu Maria, Always, La La Love, Fuego, Replay. So the same people are behind it, but they're just tweaking it and going another direction, which I like as well. Also, Arash from um, Always from Azerbaijan, the actual performer, is in the songwriting team too. Oh, wow. So, yeah, some interesting Must people Must have been a hell of it. a songwriting camp, I, yeah. that one. Jeez. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I, I, I like what they've got. I'm not, like, loving it. It's not thro- jumping into my top ten. But I'm intrigued. I think they can, they've got a lot to play with here. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm intrigued is probably my response to this. Yeah, I'm probably along there with you as well. I'm really interested to see how this one evolves uh, as we go along. Well, one of the other plethora of songs which were delivered to us this week, Dale, was Out of Austria. This one is Lumix featuring Pia Maria and Halo. the change of pace from what we were just discussing there with (laughs) Cyprus. Um, What are your impressions of Austria? We needed that, right? Yeah. We needed that in, uh, in just in the songs I've gone through. And we also needed this in Eurovision. We are missing a few bangers this year. And this is one of them. Like... Is this the best quality thing we've ever heard of? No. Um, I think it sounds like Ava Max on 1.5 speed, done with the Euro Trash uh, 90s into 80s um, sound as well. That's amazing. And I'm living for this. Like It's like every element thrown into a blender, but it's fun. I've got massive questions about the live, but I'm just enjoying it for what it is because we needed a, a few bangers in it and Austria's delivered something that's just going to be fun and memorable. Yeah, I'm going to concur with pretty much all of that. <laughs> um, the studio version is just enjoyable and instantly palatable. You know, like it does what it says on the packet and, and, and I quite enjoy that, you know. Um, let's be honest, it's not breaking any new ground musically or anything like that, but it doesn't need to. It's a good, catchy EDM song 
song with a nice little bit of 80s influence, which is like Mike Nip. Really love it. Um, I also agree. Live, this is going to be a train wreck. <laughs> I can't Absolute wait. train wreck. You know, that whole DJ and singer um, when is that combination. Oh, dreadful record. <laughs> dreadful record at Eurovision. Um, and and I, am, I fear that this is just going to be awful. But at the same token, I don't care. I've got the studio version. I love the studio version. Exactly. Um, and, and I enjoy it for what it is. So, yeah, good on you, Austria. And go, you kids. I love it. Love yeah, it. good on them. Good on them. But you're right. We needed it, didn't we? Just that little injection of energy into that lineup very important and we'll make it stand out yeah we've got a lot of quality songs and that's great but we also want to have fun are and you we saying want this isn't a, a quality song is that what you're inferring Dale? it's not going to win the jury <laughs> it's the Marcel Besançon <laughs> songwriting songwriting <laughs> Probably not. Probably, probably not. Probably not. All right. Belgium, they were one of the first people to announce their artist with Jeremy Marquise. It's the very first, actually. Mm-hmm. And we finally got a song, and it is Miss You. I'm gonna miss you now. I miss you now. I'm gonna break through came out during the week jeremy is one of the songwriters behind it as well which is always great to see what do you think of this entry um i have to say when i first watched it because we did watch the premiere i can't say i was overly like blown away or anything by it um but at the same token it is it's a very well produced modern pop song i like jeremy's vocal approach to it so i think the package here is very very tidy um again i worry a little bit about the mid-range of death here um but also a good live performance can 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 sort of lift it um yeah look i'm 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 kind of positive on it but at the same token i've seen some of Belgium staging previously and I'm worried this could go either way for me I think this could either become a bit of a yawn fest or you can sit there and go oh wow that's that's really something so we'll see how it pans out yeah it's, it's definitely not dead in the water you know when songs get released you're like oh there's nothing you can do here one of those coming up later no, no I don't think so <laughs> no. I don't think so but also I think um, he it's all going to rely on him mm-hmm. if he can perform this really well and give it the stagecraft and deliver a great vocal there is enough here for people jury alone yeah um, and I think there's a lot of these songs we're talking about there's a lot of um, ones that is kind of globular stuff in the middle where these songs can really rise or just fall flat on their face and this is I think one of the ones in that in that mix really but uh, look I, I like it it's kind of weird it starts a bit bondy and then it goes into kind of like a lot more sort of modern R&B, and R&B yep, upbeat yep. and so it's, it's interesting it, it grabbed my attention I didn't don't know if I loved it um, hmm. it didn't grab me first listen but I agree give me the live give me something and this could go somewhere apparently he will be dancing during the performance he really Ooh. wants to put on a show um, hopefully that won't Can affect the sing? Yeah, <laughs> well. hopefully that won't affect the vocal but at the same token that could really lift it and oh, that could sure. really make it a performance so um, yeah I'm looking forward to this one and you're right if anything probably the jury side of things there's some points here for it um, it'll be all about capturing that public imagination I'd imagine. One of the other ones to come out during the week there, Dale, was from Switzerland. Highly anticipated once again. Let's have a quick listen to Marius Bear and Boys Do Cry. 
He will cry love till the sun comes up If you go Hearts, they got broken God only knows why And sometimes aeroplanes fall down from the sky Another one that had the big video premiere that we caught uh, What did you think of Marius and his song? Well, the, the video is beautifully made, and it sounds like a soundtrack to a Christmas advert, uh, <laughs> very much a John Lewis Christmas advert in the United Kingdom. Um, it's very schmaltzy. Uh, it's, it really is not my thing, personally. I, I really, really am not a fan of this, I must say. But he's got a wonderful, wonderful voice that's really interesting and I think could certainly win people over that would like this kind of stuff that I don't. Hmm. But I'm wondering how it's going to be presented. Take away the video. What are they going to do with this? I hope he's wearing something a little bit better. Hmm. Like, that. I mean, for your music video, I was like, oh, okay. Um, I'm just not sure where they go with this. If we're relying so much on this story that was like a, a Christmas ad, I, I'm, I'm worried. Hmm. But I don't know. I think, I think some, you know, grandmas and older people at home might love it. Yeah, well, first of all, I'm going to go back. Just about that video premiere was mm. like a case study in watching over-expectation just completely deflate. Mm. It was like, you know, we were on Twitter while we were watching it and it was just like hearing a sort of air escape from a balloon. <laughs> like, it was, <laughs> Painfully, yeah. like it didn't go down well. Look, I'm going to be a little bit different than this. It is a very nostalgic feel here in its arrangement and its production. I instantly got a sort of Louis Armstrong kind of feel from the you know, 50s and 60s. But I think I think it's really well written and I think it's really well executed. There's something about this. There's a lot of elements here I really, really quite like, particularly in the songwriting. But the one issue I have with it, I get zero emotional response. Just none. Like, am I supposed to feel sad? Am I supposed to feel anything for this? Because I feel nothing. Mm. So that tells me it's a little, I don't know, just sanitized and it's not really there. But maybe he brings it alive a little more in a live capacity. Um, I can see some jury liking this and I can see some televote liking this. So I think it's going to do better than perhaps the fan reaction suggests. But I, I, I just, it's missing an element for me. And I think that element is true emotion. Good point. I also think, um, obviously, the Twitter group, and even though we don't fall into this, are generally younger. <laughs> um, maybe the music we like is a little bit like that way, and maybe the demographic who would go for this, who do watch Eurovision, it's there for them. I don't think this is down the water. I think when we even um, spoke about it or even tweeted about it or whatever, it was like, he's got a voice and a kind of song that people will vote for and that some juries will like. Mm -hmm. I don't. But you got to separate your own personal taste a bit how it could go as a competition song. Mm -hmm. um, again, like a, nearly half the field we talked about today, it's all going to rely on him delivering something that feels emotional and that you feel something from because the song itself, as you say, doesn't do it. Mm -hmm. um, this, is, this has got work to do. Yeah, I agree. And as much as I just look at it and I listen to it, go, this is really well written and this is some real quality here, nothing. <laughs> and that that's a bit of an issue, unfortunately, in a, in a lineup, uh, particularly if you're doing a heartfelt ballad. Yep. Well, the last of the songs that were announced this week, Mike, comes from Georgia. Mm -hmm. Another early announcement, it was Circus Mercus, and they did release their song, and it is a Lock Me In. Lock me up, lock me down. 
up, the group didn't actually release their music video. They felt that it was not appropriate because it was quite colorful and happy. Mm-hmm. And they thought with everything going on, obviously in Ukraine, that that was an issue. They had a black screen and on the black screen, it says, this artist condemns Russia's, in lowercase, mm-hmm. um, invasion of Ukraine. So Total respect. Yeah, wonderful um, position to take. Yeah. Not surprising from uh, artists from Georgia. They have mm-hmm. their own history with yeah. Russia, of course. No. So it was well, a very powerful thing. Great message. Well done. Well done. Straight off the bat. Well done. I don't think we'll see that on the EBU version, I must say. They, they yeah. are going to release a music video when they feel it's appropriate. They only have to get the song in. That's just the, the guidelines from it. So well done to them. Also, one of our supporters and patrons, David, this week actually was saying, okay, Mike's going to hate this song and Dale's <laughs> going to defend it and he can't wait to see what happens here. So, Mike, do you hate this song? Uh, Georgia, Georgia, Georgia. Um, look, on first listen, I have to say... I really fell for this song. (laughs) I just could not stop listening to it for days. Like, fell totally in love with it. Um, It's got a real retro, back to the sort of mid-90s, early 2000s sort of sound to it, which, you know, kind of my generation type of thing, um, and reminded me very much of a pretty successful Australian band, Regurgitator. They Mm. used to do this kind of quirky stuff. Um, And for me, it's almost like quirky Georgia at its best. Um, you know, yes, it's odd and it's different, but this one takes you along for the ride as opposed to last year's dirge, which I felt was there for them. This one's the here for us. So, and I like, I like every element to it is very different, but it all works together. And yeah, I just, I just really, really enjoy this an awful, awful lot. Yeah, look, I was a bit shocked too. Um, but no, but look, I, I like this. Not, I don't probably love it as much as you do. Mm-hmm. But it did have some instant appeal. Um, there's catchy hooks in there. Um, it oh, is yeah. quirky. It is odd. It lends itself to some good staging and performance. And I don't think you're going to have to do a lot to make this work. Mm-hmm. So I agree. It's nice to see them go back to that quirky self that still works. It was getting a bit depressing. It was a bit pretentious last year, I oh, thought. The, well, the last few, right? I mean, Irial 2018, mm. you know, even 2019 with the kind of rock thing. Like, it's been all a bit serious and, you know, depressing. So it's nice that we've got something a little bit more playful, which I think when Georgia was a bit more successful when they tried different things. So I like the sound of this. Mm. I'm really intrigued about what they're going to do. They seem like characters and... Yeah, bring it on. This could be the surprise of the concert. Absolutely. I can't wait to see what they do with the visuals when we finally get to see them because this could really elevate it and sort of stitch the whole thing together. So, um, and who knows, on stage it might turn out to be a big old mess, Dale, but <laughs> the same token, it could all come together very, very well. For me personally, this is my favourite Georgian entry since Midnight Gold in 2016. Love it. Absolutely love it. Well, there you go. Mike <laughs> certainly did not hate this entry. No. So, well no. done, Georgia. Well, that's all the songs that have been announced now at time of recording. However, we do have a three or two more to go, which is Armenia, where we had the artist announced this week, Rosalind. Mm-hmm. And we we're also waiting for Azerbaijan. Um, we know the artist, which is Nadia, but we haven't got the song release date. 
We do know Armenia is going to be next weekend, so next Saturday. So we've got a whole week to go yeah. at the very minimum <laughs> until we have all 40 songs to go through, which is really rude for our preparation of what we need to do here at Aussie Vision. <laughs> Sending a strongly worded email to the uh, Armenian delegation. Exactly. I mean, it's actually leaked, so we kind of oh, had a little God, listen. I hope that's not it. I hope that's not it, I tell you, because, <laughs> you know, Germany wants their seventh song back from their national final. Um, Malta also may be releasing a, a new a new song. We don't know, but Emma Musket has said there's a new single coming out on the 14th of March, heavily rumoured that this will replace her song. Um, um, you wouldn't release a new single if you Why would you release a exactly. new single after you're trying to push Ex- this one? Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, look, I don't feel great about this. I know it got done in 2016 and everyone brings that up all the time, but you have a national final to select an artist and a song. Yep. You don't just do it to select an artist. Exactly. If I was a Maltese person, I'd be like, give me back my money. I didn't vote for this. Exactly. Yeah. The people didn't vote for it. I mean, the, the jury would have won it alone anyway, but <laughs> no, it's just, I think that's ridiculous. Since I know they've done it before, but I think it's basically fraud it's a, it's sorry it's rude get, get, get the authorities onto this it's ridiculous uh, anything for the week coming up apart from that Dale? well other than those coming up we don't really have anything for the week coming up oh my god I know I get to sleep in well, yeah, pretty much <laughs> obviously next week there will be the American Song Contest but we will have that after the um, podcast episode next week as well on next week episodes we'll cover what we just mentioned there with those three countries plus we had a chat to show and Riley last week mm. he did go on our Patreon as well thanks for everyone who's listened to that but um, we'll give you some snippets on the next week's show just to talk about the build up for Australia and talk about the preview parties coming up as well yeah absolutely that's going to be the next sort of phase isn't it we get to see these songs come to life somewhat at the preview parties but we will have a bonus podcast episode this week for Patreon, which will be all our favorites and guilty pleasures and the ones that we don't understand why the other person likes. From the national final season, we'll wrap up all the songs that we liked. Won't we, Mike? It could be a lively discussion, one would imagine, Dale. There will be something from North Macedonia. I'm just telling you now. <laughs> um, also, big thanks to Jason, who signed up to the Patreon this week. Thanks very much for your support. And also Wayne, who reached out about... Um, the Patreon site as well. Got his sticker, so that's great. And you can sign up and we'll have details at the end of the show. Yeah, thanks so much for joining us this week, guys. We'll catch you next week. And it's all eyes on Turin as we leave the national final season. Thanks so much. Bye. (laughs) Bye. As always, thanks for joining us and thank you for your support. You can follow us on our social media channels at AussieVisionNet. And if you want to support the work that we and 20 Aussie Vision volunteers do and get some really good bonus content, then you can subscribe to our Patreon. The link is in the show notes. Thanks very much. Catch you later.